Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. No normal mind can imagine. Okay, so, to bring it to a weird tangent within a tangent. It's skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Some decent weather today. A little, little chilly, but I was out and mowed the lawn for the first time of the season. Nice. Yeah, I did that earlier in the week, so I wouldn't have to do it today. It's been shitty out. Like, the, the opportunities that I've had to do it, it, it's just been fucking raining and just gross. Yeah, I did it Monday. Well, well there you go. Yep, I'm awesome. <laughs> so I bought this random game today because the kids are always wanting to play a new game. It's like, hey, we have 100 games. You can't play one of the 100 games we have? No, they get excited about a new game. But this one's actually pretty fun. It's called Yeti in My Spaghetti. Huh. Is it like a board game or something? No, it's a bowl. And it's got basically straws that are like curvy. So they resemble spaghetti. And you place them over the bowl and then place this little Yeti figurine on top and take turns pulling a straw out. And when he falls, you lose. I, I just thought it was pretty fun. And they, the kids loved it. So it's like those, like, that old school, like, ants in my pants kind of game? Ants in my pants, don't break the ice. Like, there's a hundred games just like it. And, I mean, this is just because it rhymes, Yeti in my spaghetti. Like, obviously... Snow Bigfoot has nothing to do with spaghetti, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we pulled out uh, Don't Break the Ice not too long ago. Yeah, that's always a, a good go-to. But had me thinking, creatures. And Bigfoot has always been one of my favorite creatures. Bigfoot is a cool fucking cryptid? Cryptoid? Cryptid, I think. <laughs> I don't know who I'd say what my favorite creature is. I have quite a few. Oh, yeah, Quite a few. I would say every member of the monsters in the Monster Squad is probably up there on my list. See, I separated those. Like, I don't know, I like the Universal Monsters, like, I don't know, I didn't really put them into my, into my list. Yeah, so picking 10 was really hard for this, because when you think creature feature, there's so many different types of creatures. Yeah, apparently. So... I try to break it down into categories. So each one is a different category, a different type of creature. So obviously we're doing creature feature. So would it be, since we're doing 10, would it be a creature... Di- uh, what? Well, it's not a double feature. What, what's the word for that? It's a creature double feature. But there's 10 of them. Yeah, but if we do two episodes, it's a creature double feature. I'm going to look up the word for 10. That's going to be, is that a decuple-like feature or something like that? I don't know. The word for 10 
is ten. It's spelled T E N. Is that what you were looking for? Do you need Google? No, no that's fine. All right, let's just get right into it. Oh my god! All right, but before we start, I do have a special drink. I'm gonna do a monster bomb in honor of our favorite monsters. Cheers, bro. Wow. I'm pleasantly surprised because I thought that was going to suck. So what what was in that monster bomb? So that was just a Jaeger bomb, but instead of Red Bull, I used monster energy drink. I'm not a fan of monster. I am not either, but I bought it because it's called monster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really uh, like I I had no idea what else what else to drink. I was thinking about maybe doing a uh, le bit, which is French for the beast. Well then, did you uh, watch the beast? I didn't watch the beast. Okay, the only way I found a way to watch the beast, this French film from the seventies, was on X Video. <laughs> it's a porn site. To show you how fucked up this movie is. Holy crap. (laughs) Unfortunately, didn't make the list. (laughs) But wow. You might want to check that out at some point. Before it gets taken down. Holy (laughs) shit. Alright, you want to lead it off? Top 10. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Now, like I said, I broke this down into different categories... So I wanted to start it off with creepy crawlies, because there, there are a lot of them out there. Mm. And growing up, one of my favorite movies that I just kind of stumbled upon, actually my little sister and I watched Bug on WLVI. This is not number 10, but you're going to see where I'm going with this. There's this one scene where this it's like this giant like roly-poly falls in this lady's hair, and apparently these bugs have the power to set fire to whatever they want so her (laughs) hair just bursts into flames and she's like slapping the bug running around her kitchen lighting more things on fire until her whole house is ablaze and she dies and that sounds horrible and it was but me and my sister we're like i don't know 10 and 5 and we're hysterically laughing it was like the funniest thing we've ever seen in my life and I, I wanted to mention it because Bradford Dillman was in this, you know, the guy from Piranha. Mm-hmm. But I went in a different direction because in an earlier episode, someone mentioned that they have a fear of bees. It's funny that the common thing in our house is, see, I'm not afraid of spiders, but I'm horrified of bees. So if I see a spider walking across the room, I have no problem grabbing Kleenex, you know, swiping it up or whatever. The second, like, a bee comes in the house, I just, like, kind of hide under my bed. <laughs> okay. So, I was torn between 1978's The Swarm, also featuring a Bradford Dillman. But I went with 1978's The Bees. The bzzz bees. It's a scary so, sound. Smuggled from South America to increase honey production things inevitably go awry with this certain species brand it's a species right no i would think so a breed 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 yes a breed of bees 
of killer bees. Now, this movie is awesomely funny. And right off the bat, they, they kill a fucking kid. So you know this movie <laughs> is not fucking around. John Saxon, Angel Tompkins, John Carradine. Like, there are some names in this movie, and some of the deaths are hysterical. There's some, like, horrible 1978 CGI, but the death toll in this movie is astronomical and i mean look right off the bat they kid they killed kids they don't care who they kill people die in bees horrible don't give ways. a fuck they give zero fucks bees give zero fucks i would say this movie's more entertaining than it is scary like look at this line so john saxon is a scientist he's working with john carradine and john carradine calls his niece up from south america after her husband is killed by these killer bees. John Saxon and Angel Tompkins, their characters, hit it off, and there's one scene where she comes out of a room and she blows a kiss to John Saxon, and John Carradine goes, Hey, don't look at her. That was meant for me. And John Saxon gives the awesome line, That's adding incest to injury. <laughs> That alone won this movie as my number 10. <laughs> so my number 10 went with a slightly different route. By slightly, I mean, like, complete opposite side of the page. I went with, let's see, and I had a debate whether or not this was a creature or not, but it's definitely some sort of a creature, even though it might have been a person. Basket Case, 1982. Oh, that's a deformed child man. It's a mongoloid type thing i don't know Basket. dude that's great a great movie head and lauder oh my god it, like, his movies are awesome <laughs> so dwayne bradley arrives in new york city with a locked wicker basket after he gets a room at a cheap motel the contents of the basket are finally revealed in it lives his deformed conjoined twin brother belial Although conjoined at birth, the twins were surgically separated at an early age against their will, and Belisle deeply resents being cut off from his normal-looking brother. So normal is a stretch. <laughs> he looks like a goofball. <laughs> so I mean, basically, the, this entire movie is just is him carrying this basket around, and he 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 meets this she like a receptionist like at the at the doctor's office or something. Yeah. <laughs> So he, you know, he ends up going out with her, like, on a date. And, of course, like, the conjoined twin does does not like that whatsoever. And it, it pretty much, like, the whole movie is just, like, him screaming. Especially when he, you know, tries to, was it was it her? Like, he ends up killing her after, like, she, like, tries to, like, rape her. This conjoined, like, twin trying to, like... Now, when you say conjoined twin, for the people that don't know about Basket Case... It fits in a basket. It's more like a tumor person. <laughs> and so, this, like, blob with arms <laughs> kind of crawls on top of this woman and bounces up and down. And it's <laughs> it's a horrible scene, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. It's pretty hilarious. So the whole time, it, and he's just like, Urgh! just, like, screaming and... Oh, God. Just fun, fun stuff. Yeah, that's a really, a really fun movie. Definitely stretching the limits of Creature on that one, but uh, okay. That's why it's number 10. So my number nine 
this is a very new movie, and I don't want to say too much about the plot or why it's a creature feature. So the category for this one is unknown, but know that it's a creature. The Special, Hmm. directed by B. Harrison Smith. So Dave Sheridan, he played Doofy in Scary Movie among a crazy amount of roles. He's like a, a bit actor who's... Hilarious. It opens with him saying, revenge is the best revenge. So we meet Jerry, who is under the impression that his wife is cheating on him, and him and his boy Mike, played by Dave Sheridan, are getting shmammered at a bar. Shmammered? Shmammer-faced. And Mike suggests that they go to a psychic. Always. Why would they go to a psychic? Always a great idea. Because it's a front for a brothel. I get He's like, it. yo, you're going to give me a hooker? I don't want a hooker. That's gross. He's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm getting you the special. So, <laughs> it, it's basically an allegory. Not even really an allegory because it's like not even subtle at all. It's about addiction. Like this dude starts lying. He's growing distant from his wife. He has angry outbursts. But basically, he goes to this brothel and... He goes into a room, and there's a box, a locked box, kind of like basket case. So picture basket case, if it had a glory hole. <laughs> and it says, stick it in. <laughs> stick it in here. And, uh, like, at first he thinks he's being pranked. But eventually, he sticks his dick in there, and he's in heaven. Like, he's moaning so loud that downstairs, his boy Mike, who's having sex with three hookers... Goes, ah, you found the special. Not to be confused with that movie, Teeth. No, 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 it's the opposite of that. Think of this more of like the blob, if you wanted to stick your dick in the blob. Well, okay then. Yeah, I. it sounds weird. Watch the trailer, because once you see the trailer, you're going to want to see the movie. And Jenna and I watched it two nights ago, and it was, it was so much fun. It was so good. The ending is just like, boom. The whole, the whole thing is good. I don't want to say anything more about that, but great creature feature. Great, great movie. It sounds like it went boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. What's better than a box? New box. <laughs> so my number nine, I went with Tremors 1990. Ah. Now, I remember, actually it was my sister that got me into this movie because, I don't know, she went through an early 90s Kevin Bacon phase. And, of course, it's so all like 10, 11 years old, you know, watching this one. I didn't really actually think of it as like a horror movie. You may not even really think of it as a horror movie now, but more as like sci-fi. But this is just a classic, and I couldn't leave it off the list. So we have Valentine and Earl. They're, they're handymen that are working in Perfection Nevada, it's like an isolated town in the high desert of the Sierra Nevada mountains. So basically, they're, they're getting tired of their jobs and they want to leave for the next town over, Bixby. You know, as they leave, they discover like a dead body of like a dude like perched in an electrical tower. Apparently, he stayed in the electrical tower because he didn't want to leave the electrical tower because there are giant worms under the ground that, that, that eat people. Giant worms under the ground. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, they they meet up with Rhonda Lebeck, who is a seismology graduate seismologist. student. Seismologist. Seis- 
seismologist. It says seismologist. Oh, there, shut up. Yeah, so she gets brought into the whole situation. Now, with, with these things, I believe they're actually called graboids, if I remember correctly. Uh, they weren't called anything until they came up with a name. They had a bunch of different names, like underground snake thing, snakeoids, graboids. That's right. So these these things are they detect vibrations, like not really like I don't think it's really just like sounds, but it's like vibrations on the I'm picking up good vibrations. And just some of the ways that they that they off these things are just fantastic. Like Bert help me gummers, out. Gummers. The gummers, gummers. yes. Like like their arsenal in their like basement is just phenomenal. But I'm like I want that basement. That scene was like, oh my god, no! And then, oh, rat. Yeah, you pulled out but with you, the elephant gun. <laughs> but you're right. Like, they do kill these sandworms in, like, very cool ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun movie. Good stuff. Good stuff. Number eight. Uh, kind of. This is kind of another unknown category, but I had to put it in, on my list. From 2005, The Descent. Ah. So kind of like humanoid creatures. I don't know if you would call them cannibal humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> I, I had to put Chud in there. Chud's not on the list, but these kind of are Chuds if you think about it, because they are yeah. cannibal humanoid underground dwellers. So basically, this is the scariest movie in Earth, as the tagline says. Like, if you were at a video store and you're walking around this is one of those covers that would catch you it's like the awesome dolly skull cover you know they have the girls set up so it looks like a a skull but it's spelunking at its worst when a group of friends decide to explore an uncharted cave system basically paranoia claustrophobia and those are the only the first things that these women have to fear because the cave is also inhabited by crawlers these nosferatu looking troglodyte motherfuckers <laughs> but I re- I love this movie it's suspenseful there's a lot of tense the first scene is holy fucking shit like that's some fucked up shit yeah. there's this accident that kills her family and damn I agree the, uh, the ending of the movie the ending I saw is actually different from the original ending but the UK version of the movie was deemed too dark for sensitive Americans because apparently <laughs> we're a bunch of pussies. So they gave us a, like a more happy ending, but the original ending is perfect. And if you can see the movie with the original ending, I do suggest that. Even though I thought the movie was great when I first saw it, but now knowing about the original ending, I wish I had seen that because it's dire. Hmm. I'll have to go back and uh, revisit that. Great movie. It is. It's been a long time since I've actually seen it. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been spelunking. Last time was at Purgatory Chasm, which sounds like a place you go before you go to hell. <laughs> but they filled in all the caves because they were too dangerous. They were scared, you know. Oh, you can't, would you can't go in the caves anymore? No, they filled them all in. Really? Yeah, we used to, like shimmy down in these tiny caves like the tiny openings but like yeah. once you get inside it's like huge and you could just like blaze yeah we we used to <laughs> go there all the time as kids yeah well i mean when i was a kid i wasn't blazing inside well, the earth 
Well, no. <laughs> All right. So my number eight. I had to choose between two movies. Now this is going to go with the the killer animal category. Now you had mentioned that you and Susan were having an argument over whether animals counted as creatures. Yeah. So she she disagreed and said no, and I said animals are creatures. Yeah, like she you was, go, you walk through the woods, you see little woodland creatures. Right. Technically, creature is an animal, especially a non-human, or a fictional or imaginary being, typically a frightening one. Yeah, so I said, I think animals count, and she's like, well, no, because if you, you know, creature double feature, you're, you're thinking of, like, monster things and stuff like that. So what like the that. fuck is a monster thing? It's a monster. Like King Kong? King Kong is a big animal. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, this was a choice between two. I didn't know if I was going to go with Alligator or Lake Placid. I went with Lake Placid. Yeah, Betty White for the win. She is literally what put it over the top, just because she is amazing. Can I just say a random Betty White quote before you get into this? That I think like she is so fucking... If it's probably part of the two quotes that I already have written down. It's not. Are you sure? It's not from the movie. It's oh, okay. just like a, a, a random Betty White quote. She goes, you know, people are always saying it takes balls. You got to have balls. But balls are weak. They're so sensitive. You should say, get a pussy. Because those things can take a beating. <laughs> She's amazing. She is a national treasure and needs to be on like 24-7 surveillance, like Secret Service. Like she needs stuff. to be on a $20 bill. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Lake Placid, 1999, in Aroostook County, Maine, fishing game officer Walt Lawson is scuba diving in Black Lake, where he is suddenly attacked and bitten in half by an unknown creature. Weeks later, Sheriff Hank Keough, who is Brendan Gleeson, who is hilarious in this movie, fishing game officer Jack Wells, and American Museum of Natural History paleontologist Kelly Scott, uh, played by Bridget Fonda and Bill Pullman, go to the lake to investigate the incident with mythology professor and crocodile enthusiast Hector Sear. I think so. Was it an alligator or a crocodile? I believe it was a crocodile. The hell's the difference? Their nose. Their nose. Actually, yeah. Nose. Nose. Alligators have a more straight and rounded nose. Crocodiles are more pointy. I thought it had to do with their habitat. Well, their behavior is well, their behavior is different too. Like alligators, like more like you see them, especially which, in, which like, is which is the uh, species that wears sunglasses. Uh, That's probably the gator. Probably. They seem more chill. Yeah, they do. I mean, as long as you don't go over and like kick them, I think they kind of leave you alone. <laughs> I think if you go over and kick anyone, they're probably. <laughs> Uh, all right. So anyway, Kelly and Hank's canoe uh, is forcefully flipped over. They discover s- severed human toe and a moose head. And finally, Hank's deputy, Burke, has his head bitten off by a creature in the lake, which would turn out to be a giant crocodile. Now, why is there a giant crocodile in their lake, might you ask? I really was wondering that. Why? Well, they come across the nice elderly woman, Dolores Bickerman, played by Betty White, who's since her husband passed away. Actually, I believe the... Uh, How did he pass away? Well, she reveals that she's been feeding the reptile for years after the crocodile followed her husband home and eventually killed him. So she just 
kind of feeds him. You say pass away. I say eaten by my pet. <laughs> so they come, they, they, they show up and she's basically feeding a blindfolded dairy cow to, to this friggin' crocodile. And of course, you know, they put her on house arrest and just, like she comes out with these like great friggin' lines where she's like, you're all cocksuckers. Every single one of you. They, you know, they tell her to stay in the house. It's like, well, you know, this is where if I had a dick, I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's just great, great killer animal movie. I mean, the cast is, the, the chemistry is awesome. Like, between Brendan Gleeson and Bill Pullman, like, for the first, like, half of the movie, it, they just fed off each other, like, amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> that almost made my list. I had to take it off just because I had so many. So yeah. many got cut from this list. We could do this creature feature, creature double feature, mad times. Yes, we could. So, number seven. For this creature, I went with a vampire. Now, I almost cut vampires completely off my list because I'm thinking, eh, it's too human. You got zombies and other undead, like the mummy. I mean, they may be considered monsters or creatures, but they're human. Especially like with Dracula, let's say. He's like this Lothario type of dude who lives forever and fucks everybody's wife. <laughs> you know, he's got a mind, he talks, he's like, I never drink wine, you know? So I went with Stakeland. Hmm. It's this post-apocalyptic road trip movie, almost. But the vampires in the movie are very animalistic. So they're not like the typical Hollywood vampires that might shimmer in the sunlight instead of bursting into flames. Like these are people that are suffering from some kind of pandemic and they turn into these creatures and the whole world is decimated because of it. So the movie starts off with this kid and his whole family gets killed and he almost gets killed but this dude comes in, Mr. And Mr. saves his life and the two of them end up embarking on this journey to leave America to go to New Eden, where supposedly the climate is not good for vampires, I guess. It's more of a rumor, basically. It's Canada. They have to get over the border into Canada. But it's great. So Jim Mickle and Nick Dimitri made a movie, and they're like, let's do some more. Let's make a vampire movie. Or like They're like coming up with ideas. And Jim wakes up to an email with a whole script that Nick Dimitri had wrote. He's the guy that ends up playing Mr. This guy got, like, wicked into this movie. Like, he made mad of the, uh, like, the props and, like, the wood carving stuff. Like, this guy is badass. Daniel Harris actually makes an appearance. Larry Fessenden produced this. And he's a bartender in this because, I mean, that's kind of his thing is, like, cool cameos but basically mister is a death dealing rogue vampire hunter and he's teaching martin who's the kid that he meets up with at the beginning and martin becomes his protege and this movie is fucking badass and that's all i want to say about that all right well that's one i will definitely have to to check out if you are a little squeamish about see it's funny because people oh my god they killed a dog and then, like, a thousand people die, and they're like, who cares about the people? But, like, the dog died, and they're like, ah, a baby dies, and it's horrible. <laughs> so if, like, you're squeamish, like, just know 
that going in. Got it. Because that scene is fucked up. <laughs> Pockets of civilization survived. Towns locked down behind fences and guns holding the night away. Cults spread like wildfire across the southern states, waiting for the Messiah. But he never came. Death came in its stead. And it came with teeth. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. Things a boy shouldn't see. I was like any other kid. I didn't believe in the boogeyman. Then the world woke up to a nightmare. Have you seen Stakeland? I have not. Fucking see that movie. There's a part two. I haven't seen part two. Actually, on YouTube, there's a bunch of like little prequels that they recorded while they were making the first movie. Just as little like fun things you could see. So they give like backstories to some of the characters. Well thought out movie, and it like low budget, like really low budget, but they did like big budget things. Now, did, was it on YouTube where you saw it, or is it on like Prime? Uh, well, or? No, YouTube has like the like the little snippets. I, I believe it's on Shutter and Tubi. If you have Tubi, yeah, I have both. Yeah, check it All out. Right, then, so my number seven, we're gonna stay in the eighties and stay with the cheese. This movie is just fantastic. Ghoulies, 1985. <laughs> That's one of those covers that like you can't forget. The ghoulie like, coming out the toilet. The little like Ninja Turtle Muppet looking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so during a ceremony with a satanic cult, Malcolm the leader is about to sacrifice his child named Jonathan Graves when his mother Anastasia places a talisman Around his neck that shocks Malcolm, he orders a participant named Wolfgang to take the child away and sacrifices her instead. Now, somewhere at some point, Malcolm dies and the cultists just kind of disbanded. And 25 years later, an adult Jonathan and his girlfriend, Rebecca, inherit his father's late estate. Like this abandoned, like, mansion castle thing. So they find, like, several books on magic and and a basement full of like occult paraphernalia and then they end up like throwing this party they invite all their friends and they recruit them to go downstairs and perform this ritual as you would when you inherit a house and you like have your first party you're like hey let's do some satanic shit well i mean i figured that was going to be kind of part of the part of the party for next week for next saturday yeah i mean i mean while we're all there and you know just figure we'd do some satanic shit man let's light someone on fire well there will be fire well, there will be someone playing with fire. Yes. And I will read the Necronomicon. <laughs> How the fuck do you say that? The Necrocomicon. Necrocomicon? It's not Necrocomicon. <laughs> that sounds like a cool convention. <laughs> Anywho, we're going to read some satanic shit backwards, and a girl will burst into flames. Yes. So if you hear that on the news, just hit the stop button and go to the next episode we had nothing to do with it so anyway so nothing seems to so yeah they, they do they do their ritual everyone leaves nothing happens but a small creature begins to materialize in the basement now the next day jonathan tells rebecca that his he's gonna quit college and work on the estate as, instead to which she expresses concern while cleaning up the house malcolm's ghost influences jonathan to go into the basement and perform another ritual and now, like, she comes home, and, like, in the middle of him doing this. Yep. And so she goes into the basement, and he's like, what are you doing? 
Oh, what are you doing? Like, I, I, I thought you weren't coming home till later. And he's just trying it to, It was like, like he I, got caught jerking off. I know. He's just like, I'm not doing anything. His eyes are fucking, like, green and shit. But, yeah, so, and he ends up with these two dwarves. He summons these two dwarves. Like, their names are Grizzle and Greedigit. Who, uh, trying to think of, like, what I, like, equated them to. But, I um, mean, they were pretty dumb. But there was, there was some, like, really cool, really cool kills in this uh in the movie just just fun creatures yeah just just little little, little ghouly things coming out of your toilet one looked like an old like god just really old gross muppet with like the gray hair like the gray yeah yeah there were there were some really cool mu- muppets in this movie or not muppets puppets because you can't yeah. call them muppets these are puppets but yeah the fun fun fucking movie yes so number six so for number six now i'm not really like sci-fi i don't want to say sci-fi is not my thing like stuff in space is not really my thing but i wanted to pick an alien for a creature and obviously alien is cool so i went with an alien ripoff (laughs) but it's not technically an alien although it kind of is it's like a mutant forbidden world from 1982 ah yeah, so originally this was written by Jim Warnorski, who we know from Chopping Mall, produced by, of course, Roger Corman. You're going to see Roger Corman a lot come into some of these creature features. So, part alien, part human, all nightmare. <laughs> so basically, this guy gets awoken from his cryogenic sleep to a intergalactic laser fight this is like recycled shit from a different roger corman movie just to give it a cool opening but this is federation agent mike colby basically a space pimp he's sent to zarbia where a research team is working to save or solve a food crisis subject 20 is an experimental life form that they're hoping can solve this food crisis But of course, inevitably, it gets loose. And when things get loose, they start killing, of course. When he arrives at the space station, they say, Welcome to the Garden of Eden. We play God here. Not a good first impression. No. It's a little concerning. I picked this movie because, this is a few weeks ago, some, some woman on Twitter said that basically horror can't happen in space. So anything that was in space is not considered horror. But come on. This movie is definitely horror. And it's awesome. It's basically a slasher. and But instead of like a guy with a mask, it's this weird puppet thing with giant teeth. Now, this is another cover that if you saw it in the movie or at the movie theater, the, the blockbuster or whatever, you would pick it up. But you would be misled. Because <laughs> it's this giant like weird creature over like, the sexy woman and don't get me wrong like that's what it is there's a creature and there's sexy women but like not the way they did it in the artwork (laughs) yeah so this movie is is it's fun it's funny it's sexy it's got some great gore some great characters in it definitely worth a watch and i would have put it higher on my list if i didn't have other creatures i wanted to get to this is a movie that I've seen. Like once I saw it, like it was a hidden gem. Once I found it, I've seen it a few times since then, and I definitely recommend it. It's so much fun. Robot Sam 
is so hilarious. Like, it says, I forget the exact quote, but it's like, You shut me down when everything is good, and turn me on when you're up to your next in shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this robot just, it just gets us. (laughs) And uh, the great June Chadwick is in this movie. Eyebrow raise. Yeah. Great fucking movie. In space, no one can hear you come. (laughs) What? I don't know. Uh, Moving on. All right, so uh, let's see. This is six. All right, so my number six. I mean, we've we've kind of beaten this movie to to death, so I won't really go into it too much. But I went Gremlins, nineteen eighty four. You, you you can't you can't not talk about creatures without talking about Gremlins. I mean, just for those of you out there who haven't seen the movie, which I can't imagine there are too many, but if there are, literally this week found a person that had never seen gremlins and another person's reaction to them saying that they'd never seen gremlins was like ha, 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 yeah, that's funny wait are you serious this is a thing this is what you're saying is a thing <laughs> yeah there's people that haven't seen the movie i mean just to go he was like real... i don't like scary movies i was like yeah it's kind of like a kid scary movie though right randall peltzer a struggling inventor visits chinatown visits a chinatown antique store in hopes of finding a Christmas present for his son Billy ends up with a small furry creature called a mogwai which is Cantonese for devil you know what could go wrong with that and the owner Mr. Wing refuses to sell the creature to Randall eventually does but warning him that there's three important rules never expose it to light bright light don't let it come in contact with water no agua no bueno never never feed it after midnight so, obviously, all of those things happen. Of course. What are rules made for? Exactly. Breaking. But it's just, just like a, it, it's so fun. I mean, there's, there's blenders, there's microwaves, there's gremlins driving cars. It's just, just good, all-out fun. You can probably show it to your kids. You know, you're older till like, you know, 8 to, eight to 10, probably, you know. If, all right, so I, I'm going to put this out there. I believe this to be a Christmas movie. Why it's not on my list, but do not show this to your children if they still believe in Santa Claus because they will find out the hard way. <laughs> Very true. Okay. All right. Well, that's our first five. I think we'll save the next five for next week because, as always, we have ranted and we're going a little bit long, but that's cool. I think we should maybe do this going forward as two-parters. A little fun little tangents. I agree. And that way you get a little bit of extra, you know, a little extra episode in there. You get a little bit of extra us. So, as always, you can catch us on Spotify, Podomatic, iTunes, wherever you want to listen to us. We'll be there. Check us out on Instagram. We are fans of the dead one, which we just reached our thousand follower mark. So thank you guys very much Yay! for that. Follow us on Twitter at fans of the dead one. Also, Facebook, Fans of the Dead. We have a website. It's fansofthedead.com. You can check out all our episodes, all of our recipes for disaster videos. Uh, you can buy a T-shirt. Hell yeah. I want to buy a T-shirt. You can also check out our recipes on YouTube. we got a lot of them up there. We're also going to have some more fun shit coming up. we got a special episode that we're going to talk about that will definitely be up on our YouTube channel. That's Fans of the Dead. If you want to 
reach out to us fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com give us suggestions bitch at us whatever drop us a line yeah cool so as always have fun be safe peace